Salutations and welcome to the 12th episode of the In the House podcast. 12th episode. We did 12. A a, a dozen episodes at this point. A dozen. I'm really excited about that. And I am your host, Evan Floyd. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, this time coming to you live from a Buddhist monastery in Phoenix, Arizona, Andy Frederick. Thank you. Thank you. Andy, uh, Phoenix not known for their monasteries. Nor should they be. This is the worst monastery I've ever been to. I already feel like you're talking awfully loud for a uh, Buddhist monastery. Yeah, because there's no one here. It's like, it's me and... Two other dudes who are also talking, by the way. That is, that's not a great monastery. No. All right. Well, let's see if you can whip them into shape. Uh, we have got a pretty good show for you. Uh, the portions that feature Andy and I will be garbage as per usual. Yeah. But fortunately, we will be having portions that feature Lou City fullback Sean Tosh. Oh man. Uh, he gave us a phenomenal interview. Uh, I look forward to you hearing it. He's engaging, interesting. Yeah. Uh, Super cool dude. Really, like a guy you could see yourself getting a beer with. Yeah, and, it, uh, it will definitely be the meat of this podcast. Absolutely. Know? We are the potatoes. Really, we're not even the potatoes. No. We're more like the garnish. Yeah, uh, we're the parsley. Yeah, we're the parsley. The meat and potatoes comes in the form of our interview. Uh, we look forward to you hearing it. It's uh, good stuff. Yeah. So uh, without further ado, we're going to toss a coin here. I'll do it this time. Uh, and, uh, Andy's going to toss the coin for us. Uh, see if we start. The second time I've tossed the coin. All right, here comes the coin toss. He literally flipped it to a point where you cannot see it. That is a <laughs> mystery coin. coin toss. New coin. Second coin. It's tails. Tails, which now goes into the lead seven to five, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. through twelve episodes, seven to five in favor of tails, and uh, with tails that means we begin sadly with a yeah. game review, Ugh. a game review of our game played against Nashville in Nashville, which saw us saw Lou City uh, fall in their second consecutive defeat. Uh, they lost two to nil against Nashville uh, on the road. It's our second road game against uh, theoretical rivalry games. Yeah, and uh, we've dropped both of them three nil the, the to- total. Yeah. and uh, the offense has been it's it's been quiet. I think is it a fair been. thing to say. Uh, no goals in basically two and a half games. You could argue though that losses are what make for good rivalries. Like they wouldn't be rivals if we just beat them all. That's true. We can't forge a rivalry if we just beat them, you know, twelve nothing every yeah. game. So uh, hopefully, uh, I'm look on the bright side here. Hopefully, we uh, get back in there and get some more wins going forward. But uh, I think that the biggest takeaway from that game is that we felt a little disjointed mm-hmm. um, in the first half. Uh, there was we were having a hard time picking out the uh, picking out the ideal passes. Yeah, we were having a hard time moving forward. Uh, it wasn't so much pressure on the midfielders in this game as it was just sort of uh, miscommunications. There were a lot of passes that sort mm-hmm. of went awry. Yeah, uh, there were a lot of passes that maybe weren't headed anywhere dangerous. Right, which halted us a good portion, and, and I think made us look slow for lack of a better term it did we didn't we didn't demonstrate our greatest team speed in this game uh it was nice to see ownby get the start uh good sign that he's well on his way back to healthy uh our three substitutions were while surely not like wrong 
I, I, I wouldn't question James O'Connor's decision-making over mine. I just wouldn't. But uh, it felt like they were uh, suspect. Um, we ended up pulling Tosh off at the half yeah. uh, in favor of Sean Francis. And to me, that just felt like a situation where we needed Francis to get his legs back under him. And yeah. unfortunately, he wasn't completely there. He was clearly laboring by the end of the game. Uh, didn't yeah, he, he had some hobbles. You could tell every now and then he had a few, like... Yeah, it looked like the hamstring was probably acting up a little bit. Maybe he came back too soon, or maybe he just re-aggravated it. It's hard to say. But because of that, you make that substitution, and uh, we fell behind, and that required us to play offensively. We wanted to get some new recruits up there up Mm -hmm. front. We ended up playing for a good chunk of the game with two strikers throughout, where uh, Cam was on with uh, Luke and Ilya at the same time, and it was... A lot, and maybe not so much great buildup. It was a lot of targets without a lot of service. Right. Uh, obviously, Ownby's not fit for a full 90 yet, and uh, that's, that's that's no shame in that with how hard he plays, no. how hard he runs, and the fact that he had to miss the first several weeks of training and uh, of team building. But uh, it, it felt like we were missing some sort of dynamic that I feel like maybe could have been provided by George Davis, maybe some sort of cohesive... Yeah. Uh, moving forward, and that might have been the change you make if you get to do it over again. But uh, with Francis sort of hobbled, you and we didn't have the subs to be able to pull him off. Mm-hmm. Uh, that made it that made it tough. Um, still, no Pat McMahon uh, on the back line, and Alexi Swahi, while some flashes of individual really impressive play, yeah. also is maybe not fully integrated into that back line yet. No, 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 still very new. It, it seems like uh, that there's there's just a lot of team concepts that he's not completely there yet, and uh, right. But you see the potential. You like, really do. Play, you really do see the potential, but there's some. You can tell there's still a pretty learning curve. There is. Uh, I'm excited to watch him, and I think that playing in these games before McMahon gets healthy, whenever that'll be, playing in these games now is is going to help him in the long run yes. getting his feet wet getting getting some familiarity and maybe maybe by the end of this season he really earns of the full trust of the whole team and uh, yeah. and can be the stalwart we believe he can be on that back line but i think that the defense has played its best with a back line of tosh Paco and McMahon up to this point. Yeah. And uh, hopefully hopefully we see everybody healthy and out there on the field again soon. Uh Realistically, it was a tough game to watch. It was it was not our best effort, and uh, it just it just felt like we were a little disjointed. I think that's the appropriate word. And you're going to have games like that. It's a yeah, long absolutely. season. I don't think this is indicative of any you know uh, systemic problems. I don't think that this is like the sign of a real dip in form. I think you know maybe we get on track against Long Island tomorrow night, and maybe we get. Uh, Maybe we get on track against Atlanta. Maybe it takes another five or six games before we find our legs. But right. this is one of those things where it's a long season. Yeah, We're in good shape. Uh, I've seen people maybe a little sky is falling, uh, you know, nerves and fears. And I have been a little guilty of, you know, some of my questioning of uh, what's going on. And it is good to have perspective on these things. This is a really good team. Yeah, It's going to be a really good team. And uh, I think that it's not—it's nowhere near panic time yet. No, Lord, no. The uh, no. the the depth will always be a concern because of uh, just just the 
the few number of players that we have signed. But one thing you can count on is that every one of these guys belongs on the field at any given time. I feel completely confident that there is no 11-person combination that we can run out there that doesn't have the capacity to win games. Right. And so if we've got 11 guys healthy, I feel like we've got a chance to win games. And that's that's a good feeling. It uh, didn't come together at Nashville. We are now 1-1 one and one against Nashville on the Sorry. season. Uh, two goals apiece. I look forward to the rubber match. I feel like we'll uh, we'll get our revenge when that comes along. When do we play them? Uh, we play Nashville again in August, I believe. Okay. August. We have another stretch of rivalry games again then. They sort of play them back-to-back-to-back to back to back or, you know, three out of five or something right. like that again where we play Indy, Cincy, and Nashville all in the same little grouping. So... Well, well, we'll hopefully have our chance to get our revenge on both Indy and Nashville as the season progresses. It's not been our best two games. In fact, I've felt like at times we've looked as roughshod as we have looked over the last three years. Right. But I don't. I'm not in. I'm not in panic mode. I'm just in. Well, darn. I like winning. Of those three, who do you see? Just from what you've seen so far, who do you think is going to be the rival? Well, I mean, I think that until they go to MLS, which I still think is imminent, Cincinnati is the biggest rival. I think that that's just the way it's going to be. As long as they are in our league, they are going to be our biggest rival, partially because our fan bases rub each other the wrong way enough. Yeah. And that's just that's just the way that goes. And then there's been enough heat on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh in, the indie game was pretty contentious there for the last 15, 20 minutes, and I feel like there's potential there. Right. But part of that is just going to be the natural, you know, it has to grow organically, and I, I hope that it does because that's a rivalry that I think can have legs. Yeah. And so we'll see. But uh, And also I think that these three teams are, these four teams, if you count Louisville, mm-hmm. I think they're four playoff teams. Yeah. And that's fun that there will be four teams in this race. It makes it likely that we'll face them in the playoffs, which yeah. – that's that's good for the USL and for the team and for attendance and for all the stuff that you'll look for. Yeah. Uh, but this game, not great. The last game, not great. Hopefully uh, we turn a corner here sometime soon, but I don't even think we're within five, ten games of having to turn a corner. No. You know, we could go on a eight-game stretch where we lose five of them, draw two, and win one. And it would feel like, this is awful, what are we doing? And realistically, we'd probably still be in fifth place in the league. Right. You don't, uh, you don't turn your head, nose up at that. We can, we can weather some storms as long as we have the, the team behind it mm-hmm. coming into the playoffs. I feel like you know, we'll give anybody a good game if we're healthy and on form. So That's where we're at. That's the team. That's the game review. We'll sneak ahead now to the game preview. And in the game preview... I think that it is fair to say that there is basically nothing to know about the Long Island Rough Riders <laughs> beyond the fact that they are called the Rough Riders. We play them tomorrow night. We play them at 7 o'clock at Lynn Stadium. I'm going to try to get this podcast published on Wednesday this week uh, to try to be able to let people uh, hear us ramble on with Sean before the game. But it's uh, if I fail and you're hearing this after the game, I'll say, you know, it's it's not a it's not a professional side. This is a semi-pro team we're playing. Uh, my expectation is a comfortable victory. Uh, but you know, if we play poorly, these guys have a lot of pride in what they do. They're clearly yeah. a team capable of scoring goals. Uh, the the scouting report that I have heard on them. 
says that they model themselves very much on a uh, on a pass and move model, sort mm-hmm. of a Manchester City model, which mm-hmm. is you know the the ideal of any uh, of any squad wanting to be based on ball movement. And yeah, so, if you're modeling yourself after your team, why not? <laughs> yeah, if you're going to find a team to try to emulate, that's a right. good one. Uh, I doubt that they have Kevin De Bruyne on this team or uh, Sergio Aguero. They don't. If they do play, I'm going to be furious. <laughs> if we show up and Kevin De Bruyne is uh, guiding their midfield attack, I am going to be really that upset. It would be disheartening, to say the least. It would. And I would think our chances would be much worse immediately. Frankly, if it was Kevin De Bruyne and 10 guys who looked like me, I would feel like this is, <laughs> yeah. stuff has gotten away from us here. What are we up against? Um, but no, I, I know that our first match last year in the U.S. Open Cup, we dominated the team at this level uh, to the tune of 9-0. Yeah. And I'm not saying we should expect that. That's it, that's not a completely reasonable expectation. Because, I mean, there are teams from this level. I mean, there was a team last year I know that made it farther than we did in this tournament. Yeah. And so it's not like there aren't good teams that can put stuff together. And maybe they come out and they give us a real run and mm-hmm. shock us. I hope that's not the case, but uh, there's no. I don't. Ha- I haven't watched them play. I don't know a single player on their team. I didn't even do any research. I'm hopeful that we come out and sort of right the ship and uh, get back into good form with a comfortable win. Yeah. Uh, frankly, I'd I'd be fine with you know two nothing, three one, that kind of thing. But uh, I'd, uh, you know, it would be nice to see a five one shellacking. Yeah. Give a taste for blood again. It'll be yeah. fun to watch a game at Lynn Stadium, which is a great place to catch a, great a game. Place, yeah. They've got us set up for Scouse's house uh, right on the uh, the little burn on the uh, right when you walk into the stadium over is there it, on the hill. Is it going to be seats or is it just like our area will be just grassy knoll? It's a very it's a very cool place to catch a game. That's where I've always sat for the college games I've gone to just because I like it. And it'll be very similar in terms of vantage point and dis- and proximity to the field as Scouse's house so in they'll, general. So they'll still be able to hear us. They won't, they won't just be able to hear us. They'll, they'll be able to feel us. Uh, you'll be breathing on them. So don't worry. It'll be very Scouse house similar in that respect. And I know that in the opposite goal, the bleachers that they've got for where uh, where uh, you're going to be seeing uh, the Coopers set up, they'll, the drums will be loud and uh, in charge. Uh, it'll be a it'll be a fun environment for a game. I'm hoping that we sell a lot of tickets because I think Lynn holds something like 4,500. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a weeknight. It's not a league game. A, the season ticket holders don't automatically have tickets. Right. I'll be happy if we see between you know 3,200 and 4,000. But I'd love to see a sellout, something like that. Oh, yeah. So well, we'll see. Looking forward to it. Uh, we also won't have another podcast before our next no. league match, which is Saturday at home against Atlanta United 2. Atlanta 2 United will be coming to town. We will see if we can get revenge for the diving Carltons. Uh, Carlton made the difference in that game. Yep. We couldn't finish, and uh, they he turned two very well-executed falls <laughs> into uh, two penalty kicks. Converted one of them, and uh, that got them. That got him the draw. That was the first game where we didn't pick up all three points. And it's sort of the start to our uh, to our little tailspin. Tailspin is super the wrong word. Uh, but it, it was the first time when we felt vincible. Yeah. Uh, after seeing them win their first four, then we've had draw, win, loss, loss. 
it's you know the, if you just look at a four game sample size, we obviously haven't been great the last four games, and that was the start of it. So hopefully we uh, turn things around and are able to see some more uh, finishing because we created a lot of chances in that game. We could it, it could very feasibly have been a four nothing game if things had just turned around a little bit. Uh, Cameron made a nice finish in that game. That uh, his goal. I think was a big part of how he ended up earning Player of the Month honors. Cameron Lancaster, the USL Player of the Month, to go along with Coach James O'Connor, the Coach of the Month for the USL. So uh, really proud of both of those guys. Well-deserved for both of them. Uh, The first of many, here's hoping, in both counts. Um, I think that you can hope and expect to see some uh, returns to form for the midfield. Uh, I want to start seeing a little bit of continuity from our attacking midfielders. Yes. Uh, Magnus, Nile, George, Brian, they don't feel like they've found their real rhythm yet. Mm-mm. And you hope that we see that in this game. Uh, if we don't see it tomorrow night in the U.S. Open Cup match, you really want to see us making strides and uh, finding a good way to link with uh, Paolo and Speedy in the middle. Or Kyle, if he gets back into the middle of the field there. I feel like my ideal situation is to see it, more of it kind of coming together tomorrow night Mm -hmm. and seeing its culmination on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like a a build-up to it. Sure. Uh, I'll be interested to see what kind of lineup we run out tomorrow night. U.S. Open Cup always calls for strange lineups. Yeah. Uh, We expect Tim Dobrowolski to be the keeper tomorrow night. Uh, There are caps on how many... International players can play in the U.S. Open Cup, and so uh, Tim is a pretty easy substitution to make there. Uh, obviously, everybody loves Greg. No complaints, but Tim is easily one of the top ten keepers in the league. He just yeah. happens to be playing behind Greg, and so uh, good for him to get in there and get some minutes. And if it ends up being Hubbard instead, frankly, I've heard nothing but great things about Hubbard as a uh, keeper. It'll be interesting to see if he makes it out onto the field, but I'm expecting uh, yeah. Dobro tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, though, it's it's tough to know what to expect. Uh, we could run out any combination of the players right now, and I wouldn't be shocked. Mm-hmm. I'd be a little surprised if Ilya gets the start just because he's an international player and we've got other options at striker. But also, I mean, we're limited in terms of health, and so it's not like you can run Ballard out there in that right. uh, in the wing spot. What's the limit? I'm not even going to pretend like I know the real answer to that. Okay. Uh, I just know that there is a limit. Uh, there has to be they have to be American-born or American citizen players, uh, but not everybody. You're allowed a certain number of okay. uh, of internationals to play. Uh, obviously, you know between Nile and Magnus and Cameron and Ilya, that's a big group, and Speedy. Yeah. That's a big group of our you know basically general starters who uh, are all internationals. I don't know if any of them have their American citizenship or not, if they're duels or what their situation is, what their limitations for this game will be, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of lineup we run out. But like I say, there is no such thing as an 11-person team you can form out of our roster where I don't think we've got a good no. shot at winning. No, yeah. uh, but I would very much like to see when we get back into uh, our regular gameplay. I'm hopeful that McMahon will be healthy and able to get back out there. I'm hopeful that uh, 
we see some continuity and some uh, familiarity. Right. I mean, it didn't look like they hadn't been playing together, but it didn't also didn't look like these guys have been together for three years the last yeah. two games. So, like to see some more, uh, like to see them look a little more connected than they have. Uh, yeah. it's, and that's this is all, you know. Crazy nitpicky because it's still a really good team. We're second place, but we're second place by a or third place, but we're third place by a point from first place, and we've got a game in hand. Yeah, uh, tied with Pittsburgh in that in that exact same Who's first situation. Right now? right now, it is the Nasty Boys from Cincinnati. Uh, they are sitting at the top of the table uh, by one point. I know we're tied with Pittsburgh. I know that. Uh, there are a bunch of teams sort of bunched within four points of each other and one game of each mm-hmm. other. So right now the table's very fluid. Uh, I think that though the last time I looked at the table, the eight spots being claimed for the playoffs were about the eight teams I'd expect. Yeah. Uh, there's no real surprises. Maybe the order is a little surprising, but mm-hmm. not who the teams are. And so uh, I, I would expect as the season goes along to see these eight distance themselves a little bit. But it's a long year. Injuries make a big difference. Mm. Form makes uh, form fluctuates, so we'll see. Hopefully, we get some wins. You got a prediction on the cup game tomorrow night? I'm very reticent to make predictions now. I don't blame you. <laughs> we, we, we've made predictions of comfortable wins the last yeah. two weeks to zero avail. Um. Oof. I'll go four one. I was thinking that exact number. 4-1 is about exactly what I was thinking. I'll go 4-1. All right, you got a prediction on one goal score. We don't need all four, just one. It's tough without knowing who's going to play. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Tosh. Nice. Just because. We give him the uh, the old in-the-house bump. Yeah, Tosh on, uh, on a corner. I'm not shocked to hear you say that. I love it. I think that was your prediction last week. It was Paco, Paco on the corner. On the corner All right. Week. Well, I hope that you're right. Sean was an awesome interview, and we'll get to him in just a second. I'll say that uh, I, I'm i going to go with Kyle Smith puts one in the net. I think that uh, he maybe doesn't have to play on the back line, can play a little more of that overlapping role this week, mm-hmm. and uh, he'll put one in. And then how about for Atlanta? Atlanta, I'm saying 2 nothing. Two nothing and one goal scorer. Cameron. Cameron gets back on the board yeah. against uh, against Atlanta. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Cameron, you know, pulled something tomorrow. No, wouldn't be at all at surprising. All. Yeah. So, but I think I think Cameron against Atlanta. I think that we win three one at Atlanta, and I think Luke gets a forked lightning. Yeah, <laughs> I think that uh, I Thank think that Luke gets. That term. I think Luke gets two in that game. Uh, hasn't gotten a goal since uh, the first week or two, and uh, I think he gets back into form. Gets mm. two goals in the game against Atlanta. The old uh, not brace but forked lightning brace. Who came up with that? Uh, we can still look it up. <clears throat> not doing it. All right, um, we are now going to throw it over to the interview because uh, Sean was great. Uh, we had a really long chat with him. It was yeah. a lot of fun. Uh, there are bits of it that are stupid, and that's our fault. There are bits of it that are awesome, and that's his fault. And so uh, <laughs> we hope you enjoy it. But uh, here's our interview with Sean Tosh. 
All right, now Andy and I have got very special guest star. It's a big deal. Two-time USL Cup champion, USL current LCFC fullback, <laughs> Sean Tosh is joining us tonight. Sean, thanks very much for coming on. We appreciate it. My pleasure. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> we are sitting outside on, frankly, a rather hot, uh, muggy it's, evening. It's steamy. Sorry. This is, I'll take this over some of the nights we've had. You're fine with this yeah, one? Oh, yeah. This. yeah. Better than all the rain anyway, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, better than, what, Fargo and Chicago? Yeah. This is this is nicer than yeah, that. Yeah, it is. Okay, so better <laughs> better weather than... I don't know how Fargo is tonight or Chicago is tonight. Frankly, it could be it lovely. Could, it could be. It it's might. not. It's <laughs> Fargo is not. <laughs> it might be, though. What like what, what, What's temperature do up there around this time of year? I mean, it's probably pretty warm now, you know, I think it's around the country, it's, you know, it's warming up here. See, and to, to people who've lived in the Midwest or Southern Midwest for their entire lives, the idea of Fargo is just an ice-covered yeah. hellscape. Oh, the summers are beautiful. Mm -hmm. There you go. I learned something new tonight. I would not have guessed. Yeah, we actually have, like, we have a family lake house up that's all the way on the northern border of Canada, on the Canadian border, and we go, we go there every summer, and to the lake house, and it was... Probably some of my fondest my fondest memories growing up were Lake House in northern North Dakota. That's nice. fantastic. I, nice. I didn't I didn't even know they had houses in northern North Dakota. They so. do, and they're beautiful. Well, that's fantastic. You do fishing? Yeah, fish? lots of fishing, skiing, mm -hmm. tubing. And you just walk in the water and kick fish, don't you? Yeah, you just <laughs> kicking the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's the Rocky method yeah, yeah. Of, of training for soccer. Well, you Go know, kick you, that fish. You see some of them who are like, you know, they get the flashlight and they're like scooping them out of the water. Yeah. yeah. I'm using that with my feet. I'm just kind of yeah. flicking. He's, he's juggling. <laughs> he's I'm, juggling I'm, a trout. I'm flicking. Let's get some carp and just flick them up. Some northern pikes and just flip them up onto the barbecue. It's the Rocky training montage yeah. of fishing. Yeah, yeah. That's how Sean gets ready for the season every year. Yeah. It's a staple of my uh, my preseason routine. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, tonight, Sean has come directly from working with uh, Louisville Youth, and that's something that uh, you do pretty regularly. Is that right? Yeah. So I coach a team at Fall City. Um, so do a couple other guys actually, and then Dan Bird actually works for the club as well. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it's good. You know, it's it's fun to work with the kids because I know like I know how many of the, the people worked with me when I was younger. Yeah. To give an opportunity to like have a good coach who they can come watch play. Right. You know, like I would watch my coach play in a men's league and be like, hey, that's my coach. Right. Like, that's yeah. an adult yeah, that like, I talk to. That's sweet. <laughs> I know that guy. Exactly. And then to be able to have them like come to a Louisville City game yeah. and like and just what that would mean for them, like I know that that's that's huge for them. So that's yeah, why noble to, as hell too, man. So I try to pass on like even I had like growing up in Chicago area, there'd be some Chicago fire players who would come to my schools and read sometimes oh, that's or cool. do whatever and then I'd be like oh like there they, there they are and I'd go to the games with my family um, but to be able to like give you know a relative experience like that yeah. to the little kids is huge that's awesome 11 year olds getting that experience that's something they'll remember forever just yeah. like we're talking about you remembering it forever for you yeah and uh, 
I just want to offer that uh, I do play in a 30 and over men's rec league. Okay. And if you wanted to come and coach us also, we would feel the same way. And, uh, <laughs> and, we, and we could use the coaching. But uh, I was really, really worried that you were going to offer your services to coach kids. No. You should not coach them on anything. No, I really shouldn't be around kids. Is the <laughs> oh. bottom line. Not court ordered or anything. I just shouldn't be around them. At least not yet. Exactly. <laughs> not yet. Yes, I'll, I'll grow into it. But you came directly from that coaching experience, and uh, you, on the way, stopped and picked up some brand new kicks. Yep. We'll put a picture of them up on the they website, and uh, we'll we'll tweet these out so that the world can see them because they are purple and gold glory. Uh, well, these the kind. W- they, I, they would have to be. Yeah. Uh, Several doves have tried to land on them since they've yeah. been here. I saw smoke coming out of them. Yeah. It's been it's been intense. Yeah. I mean, will, will these be on the field tomorrow night? Potentially. Yeah? Potentially. Are there uniform violations of these sorts of things, or can you no, wear whatever you want? You can wear whatever you want, uh, I think as long as there's no, nothing obscene. Uh, there's nothing obscene about these except how sick they are. Could you wear chucks? Like, when you say you can wear whatever you want, like, <laughs> could you throw on your chucks and, like, run out there? I mean, I don't own chucks, but... I Hypothetically. Theoretically, yes, I, I believe so. It's a, I, I have a strong hunch that the coaching staff would be opposed to that. Yeah, but I mean, if you had some studs on the bottom of them... That would what if be the you're just amazing in chucks and you don't even know? <laughs> maybe, maybe there could be a collaboration between you know chucks and and Adidas. Sure. Yeah, I'll call some people. Yeah, see I'll what you can see. I don't know range. anybody, but I'll call until I can find. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if Converse is in the business of making uh, of making uh, soccer shoes or not. So it seems dumb. It does. But these shoes are particularly awesome. What's the what's the breaking in process for you? You just got these. Do you got to make sure that they uh, feel right? What's I mean, the... I, I actually I had them for a little bit, and then there was a a local company called Soulcraft that actually reached out to me asking if I wanted to work with them. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. Um, so this guy who's based out of Louisville, who has like he does like, well, they do mostly like, customized like sneakers and stuff. Yeah. Um, and he's done some other cleats and some basketball shoes. So he uh, asked if we wanted to do any cleats, and I was like, heck yeah. And, well, I, did. I have a strong hunch we'll be seeing some more of the guys on the team uh, getting on the, yeah. uh, I'm sorry, what was the name of the company again? Soulcraft. 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 Getting onto that yeah. train because these things are beautiful. Yeah, Kyle, that was their free plug, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kyle Good actually job. has a pair, too, um, oh. that he just got. So we did them together. He's got the same cleats, but Kyle did uh, yellow and black ones. Okay. And they're... Uh, they're Kobe Bryant and Black Mamba featured. Like they have nice. like 24 on it with Black Mambas making a 24. So actually pretty sick. Whereas Sean here has gone with the uh, classic Lou City theme in the purple and gold with the crest on the left shoe and the signature on the right. Yeah. That's that's pretty sweet. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing these things in action. Yeah. They actually, and I, I'll admit, I, other than my indoor. Sambas. I haven't seen a pair of soccer cleats up close in a very long no, time. No, this is literally the first time. And these almost look like desert boots. I mean, they've got the high ankle on them. Yeah. Is that a lot of support? Uh, well, I mean, these are just like they slip on. Okay. So, like, yeah, they give you they give you a solid amount of support. Um, no bad bounces off the laces. Yeah, so I I just prefer cleats that don't have laces, to be honest. Um, and like the ones I've used this year and most of last year. Uh, don't have laces well it seems like slip-ons though would be and this might be my ignorance speaking but like it seems like slip-ons it would be more difficult to find like a perfect fit right like you don't want to be running down the field and have one of your shoes just like yeah that's why it's a little more of a a process like breaking them in because to be able to get them to the right size you usually have to go a little bit smaller so that when you break them in they still fit well oh okay 
regardless, I look forward to seeing them in action because these things are sweet. So if you are in the market for custom shoes, this is the real plug. Yeah. yeah. Get on over to Soulcraft because uh, I'll tell you, if I was cool enough to pull off custom shoes, that's where I would go now. We just, uh, the three of us sitting here just doubled their business. We, yeah, right we may have. Probably. Outstanding. We got the uh, U.S. Up Open Cup match tomorrow night. Tonight we're recording on Tuesday, and uh, you got the match tomorrow night on Wednesday. What's the uh, what's the general mood of the team right now? We're coming off of our first back-to-back defeats in the entire time you've played for us. Uh, it's never fun to talk about losing, and we here as Lou City fans have just gotten so used to winning that it feels weird. Yeah. Uh, but what's the what's the mood in the locker room? Is everybody just sort of feel like it's been bad luck or a bad dip in form, or where where are we at? Uh, I mean, I thought the indie game, we uh, as a little bit of bad luck, and uh, you know, we played okay. We could have done better, but I think it was an unfortunate penalty kick call that led to that loss. Yeah, um, I think unfortunate is a charitable way of describing it. Yeah. So I mean, hopefully, you know, we just get some of those in our favor um, as season goes out to kind of even it out. Um, but even if we don't, you know, we can do a better job at not letting it come down to a penalty kick call. Kind of like the Atlanta game, where right. if we would have scored the chances we had, yeah. a penalty kick in the 90th minute wouldn't have been. It wouldn't even mattered, yeah. And, um, and then, like, this this last game in Nashville, uh, wasn't our wasn't a good performance. I think it was it was a little bit of a challenge because it was our first real game in, like, the, the summer heat feeling. Okay. Yeah. That it was a little bit that. that uh, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, you all stopped twice yeah. for water, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, there was that, but that's also, like, you know, they're obviously dealing with it as well. So, something that we can be sharper at. Um but, I mean, we're actually excited that we have this game on Wednesday because now, like, usually you'd have a whole week to, like, sit, sit and kind of, like, dwell on a loss. Stew right. in it, yeah. Where now it's an opportunity to play a, te- play a team and uh, a, a new team that none of us have played and get out there and, uh, and right the ship right away. Now, U.S. Open Cup is very different from uh, your general league play. Uh, does the team approach it any differently? I know there's been a lot of chatter on uh, the message boards and Twitter and on the radio shows about uh, how we should view this game in terms of its importance to the team. Does the team feel like it's any different, or is this just a game you want to go out and win? I mean, we try to treat every game similar, but for us, we see it as an opportunity because, like, you look at what, like, so FC Cincinnati did last year, they made mm-hmm. this deep run. We see that if if we can do that, and we believe that we're capable of doing that and even going farther potentially because we do have a, like a great roster and great guys who are capable of, of playing these teams. Right, no um, arguments. As long as, as long as we show up and do the work every day. Um, but if we do that, we, we can really like shine an even bigger spotlight on Louisville City and give even greater opportunity to the players here and yep. the city um, for high-level games because... We, we know we're capable of it so you know we're not looking over looking over this game tomorrow they're gonna be uh, it's gonna be a, a different style of an opponent so um, you know we're just going out there we're ready to right the ship as we said yeah outstanding I know we're playing in Lynn Stadium tomorrow night uh, is this your first time ever playing there yeah it's my first time I'm excited I uh, didn't play in like didn't, didn't play in too many good college stadiums when I was in college really a lot of like kind of crappy turf stadiums to be honest huh uh, or choppy grass fields yeah so to be able to play there in louisville and have the fans there and in like a good soccer environment it is a great place to watch a game i think it'll be good it's a nice field too no i'm we're excited to be there for (laughs) sure 
And uh, last year in the first round, or the second round, I suppose it is, or it might even be the third round, I don't know how many uh, qualifying games they played up until yeah. now. I know that uh, Lou City came out and won the game 9-0 or 9-1, something along those lines. Obviously, you never go into a game thinking that's what's going to happen. But uh, does that give you guys sort of a feeling of confidence coming into this cup match, that this is maybe a team that doesn't have the same caliber of professional that uh, you guys play with, or is this just... These guys are here to play. They're trying to beat us, and we're going to try to beat them back. Yeah, I mean, it's something where, like, you know, don't take any chance, anything for granted. Cause, right. Like, if we go out there with anything that's less than our highest level of mentality and sharpness, then we're not even preparing ourselves for future games as well. Cause, okay. You know, we're just it's practicing bad habits if we're not coming yeah. out sharp. So, like, yeah. we're trying to come out there so that I'm sharp, everyone around me is sharp, so that we just keep getting better every single week. Yeah, like every game is the most important. That game that you're about to play is the most important game in the season. Yeah, I mean, we don't look over anything. Yeah, yeah. But let's hope it's not too rough. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I <laughs> got him. This got is him. the second got week him. in a row. The second week in a row I have let my guard down and my co-host has brought out a pun. We are playing the Rough Riders tomorrow <laughs> from Long Island, and uh, yeah. my co-host is finding that name it's hilarious. Hu- it is hilarious. It is hilarious. Somebody, no, 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 several people were like, "Yeah, this is a good, this is a good name. No one will make fun of this. This is a good name. The Rough Riders. What's wrong with that?" I, I defy you to have made fun of Teddy Roosevelt to his face when he came up with but it. But nobody yeah. thinks of Teddy Roosevelt. Nobody yeah. thinks of Teddy Roosevelt. What are you thinking of, you Andy? Think of. The stuff that you get out of the machines in a men's room at a truck stop. Yeah. All right, let's be honest. Gatorade? Kind of. <laughs> it's next to that. Yeah. The ones that are in the bathroom. Yeah, like you have to go. It's the yeah, flat machines. You pay 75 cents for those. The flat <laughs> machines. They're usually in a. Yeah, no. I spend know a, what we're talking about. I spend a lot less time in bathroom truck stops than my co host. Yeah. You should try, dude. It's fun. All right. Well, we're hoping that. After the game, it's a rough ride. He <laughs> <laughs> did it too. Uh, this is so punny, it hurts. I guess we're a bunch of punishers. Oh my oh goodness, my this God. is going off the rails in a hurry. <laughs> this is going the wrong direction. Uh, we're so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about it. We, I'm all about it. We do have Sean out here on the night before a game, and uh, yeah. we are. I promise that we won't keep him up much past one or two in the morning oh, with man. puns. But. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the fact that you went from Northern Illinois University, yep. where you guys played on garbage fields, yep. to uh, <laughs> uh, you were, went into the development league with Chicago Fire. Is that right? Um, so, like during the so obviously the college season we don't play during the summers. So, like during the summers, I was playing with Chicago Fire's PDL team. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I graduated, I played with an amateur team called Bridges FC. Okay. Um, so based out of Chicago. Um, and it's basically a group of amateur players that get together, and they—it's like an agency, also—and they like work on getting amateur players contracts. Well, and that's, that's smart. Cool. You put a big group of uh, aspiring professionals together yeah. like that, and it's easier for scouts to find you. Exactly. If nothing else, I mean, if, if nothing else, I mean, if you're a scout, would you rather go and watch one guy playing on, you know, a, a pub team in, right. in, you know? middle of nowhere or go see 14 guys who are all trying to make it yeah so we together. did like we did like a trip over through scandinavia um oh, that's so awesome we did a month trip through sweden um denmark finland and i trialed on a team in finland and it didn't work out okay and i came home for a little bit uh and then i had a, i was playing on a men's league team 
and he had a connection in uh, uh, what was the country? Um, it's not going to be France. It's not going to be some really obvious no, no, no. nation at this point. Another country with fjords. Yeah, it was. No, no, no. It was in uh, Austria. It, so I went into Vienna. Flew into Vienna. Okay. Slovakia. Slovakia. So I, wow. I trialed with the first, like a top division team. Wow. In Slovakia, uh, for for like a week, and it didn't work out. Um, it was tough because I was there and literally no one spoke English. I can't even imagine, like, whenever so, people go to yeah. play overseas like that, I'm always baffled by, uh, I know you love the game and you're just yeah. trying to be the best you can and make a living doing what you love, but no one speaking your language. Yeah, so the, the, the scout spoke English, but that was it, because um, he was a friend of a guy that I played a men's league with, so he yeah. sent me because he knew the guy, and I went there for a week and flew all the way to Vienna and then bus to Slovakia. Whew. And then it didn't work out. I came home and then uh, ended up going and trying out in Rochester. So I went to like, kind of like similar to some of the guys to uh, Louisville. I know like Kyle, Oscar, Luke, mm -hmm. and Tim as well. Like we're all tryout players. So right. I tried out in Rochester and signed a contract the next day. And that's awesome. Uh, a, because Rochester, RIP at the moment. Yeah. Hopefully they're back next year because they were always great to play against yeah, and great to watch. Fun. But uh, Rochester was a great team for a good three, four-year stretch there, and you were a big part of that. Uh, when you are playing for a squad that wins the USL Cup, are you thinking that whole time, this is where I'm going to be for you know the next five, ten years? Or are you thinking, I wonder what's next? What's the next challenge? Because obviously two years later you're here in Louisville, and we couldn't be more thrilled to have you. Yeah. But was this sort of, uh, did you think I'm just going to go where the best opportunity for me is? Or is it sort of catch as catch can? I mean, honestly, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, all right, I'm trying to get as, as good as I can. And where, right. the, where I can become as good as, as best as I can have the best opportunity is what I'm looking for so like if if I like my goal is to, to hopefully play in the MLS sure so like if that opportunity comes like that's I'm like that's what I want you know just mm -hmm. as Mark left to go play there absolutely um, but to be honest in Rochester it was someone we had a group, group of guys but and like a lot of the guys there didn't last more than two years like they're right their players wouldn't a lot of turnover a lot of turnover over years so like um you know it's a difficult process of like they'd have to kind of rebuild the team every year um so I kind of knew I wasn't going to be there long. I was going to be there for two years. Okay. Because right. that was like, that was, it, it was a good coach there, but he's tough to be tough to play for. Okay. Um, and I moved on. I'm like, all right, I'm looking for a new team. And uh, I actually, so I think it was what was the biggest factor of me coming to Louisville was when we were in when Louisville came to Rochester. I was playing center back. Mm -hmm. against Louisville and it was my second year at Rochester right and I had a really good game I think we ended up losing 1-0 um, but I made a couple like big plays played really well and James and Dan remembered that and so when I was a free agent after mm -hmm. my time in Rochester my name popped up they remembered oh that's and, awesome and uh, I think that was that was the biggest factor in me coming here and I remember actually coming down to Louisville and training so like the day before the game, we went down to Thurman Hutchins, our training ground, and trained. And I'm like, wow, this is a sweet place. Like I wouldn't mind, not mind to have this be in my training facility. Yeah, right. Like I remember having that conversation with myself. Yeah. And then like the next next year when I show up and I'm like, 
hey, I remember when I was like, <laughs> the exact place I knew I was going to train. He was like, this is the place I wanted to train, you know? And it wasn't underwater? And it wasn't underwater at the time. Shit. <laughs> uh, well, we were all super thrilled that you're here, and the, your first year with the team, we win another USL Cup, or we win our first, you win your second. And so the question that's on everybody's mind is, is it because you've played on really good teams, or is it because you are freaking awesome and make those teams great? You know, I think it's a bit of both. You know, no, I think really I was lucky to be a part of like really good teams. Like I, I um, played a decent amount on both. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not gonna go, be the one to say like, you know, I was the one who made our, made sure. our team awesome. Right. And I think the biggest factor and what what makes our team special, what made our team special last year and continue to be special this year is the group of guys like my mm-hmm. my first year in rochester we had a special group of guys where literally all of us are out there fighting for each other where there's there's no there's there's no one who's out there for themselves like it was literally like everyone fighting for themselves or fighting for each other everyone everyone on the team got along like i could go out and have lunch with any guy on the team and be like and get along have a good chat mm-hmm be able to talk about soccer and non-soccer that's um, important which is huge because if if you can have those open conversations with each other like you really can learn and grow and then yeah when i'm fighting for a guy I like i'm way more likely to make that tackle as yeah. opposed to you know I, i'm never like necessarily trying harder hard harder intentionally or less hard for someone like, sure i really want to mm. you know try to give my all at times at every time but it there is something something special about like having someone you're close to and being like right it's not even a second thought i'm just i'm getting after it i gotta get there well you've obviously formed last year in particular a really great partnership with uh uh paco and with Tarek across the back line and you guys basically came all the way down the stretch playing the three of you together at the back line every game and that turned into a obviously a cup winning a cup winning uh combination uh, obviously, Tarek's left the team this year. How do you forge that same kind of uh, uh, kinship, partnership with a new back line? We've had Paco and Alexi on the podcast this year, and I've, I've been curious, how do you turn from being three really good players into being, uh, you know, a real unit that plays together? What's the, what's the, what's the driving force of forging that relationship? Uh, I mean, the biggest thing is just, like, getting those games in and just really, like, like getting that experience because there were stretches last year even where we were like we um, maybe we looked good but there was times where we're like all right we, this needs to get better like right. and that's one thing that even in games we win lose or draw like usually and like, what makes this team special is that we're we're leaving the game we're like hey w- like we won the championship and we're still like like we could have done better there like me and Paco you know we're, I was like hey there's a couple times I could have covered you a little better or a couple times we could have played better um so it's like it's more of our mentality that we're mm-hmm. growing all the time in every right. every game, no matter no matter the result. Because as soon as as soon as we stop trying to get better, then we become complacent. Right. Are you going to grow a Jedi braid like Paco? I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> Did he try to make that be a uh, a backline thing? Uh, Guys, you know, what if we he, all had these sweet braids? <laughs> yeah, you know, it was actually it's actually funny. You know, we all were like we're in the group chat. Like, we're all let's all grow them, and then. He was the one who showed up with it. We're like, oh, look at this idiot. He actually... <laughs> nah, you know, he, uh, you know, he's trying to be his, have his own thing, yeah. you know, but to be, cre- to give him credit, he's done 
he's done really well this season, and it helps, like, having something that, uh, and we talk about it at times, like, having something kind of set you apart is not a bad thing, you know? No, yeah. No, it makes you memorable. Yeah, it yeah. makes you memorable. And, and, like, you know, people people go around, I'll be, it's funny, I'll go around, uh, like, I had lunch with Ombi the other day out at Royals, uh, out on Main, or Market, uh, and someone was like, saw Ombi and was like, oh, Ombi, like, saw his beard. <laughs> And, and I just walk right past, and like they don't, and like not that I feel like I need to be pointed out, sure. But like having something that sets you apart, really, like it does help build build yeah. your. Maybe your you stock. should get like a parrot or something, just like carry around a parrot. Everybody yeah. remembers that guy. I mean, I'll take suggestions. <laughs> Twitter, please reach out to yeah. uh, Sean. What do you guys think? Yeah. Sean should be what should be his thing. That's yeah. at uh, Toph City T O P H. Yeah. Where's that come from? Uh, so in college, I had uh, I I joined the team, and there was another guy uh, who was there before me, whose name was like Topher, and it kind of <laughs> sounded similar to my last name, right? Tosh. So they just started calling me Tof for like my freshman year. So I was like, "Cool, I'll take it." You know, run you, with you, it. There's a lot worse nicknames. They're definitely get. worse nicknames. That's the yeah. sort of thing you can either rebel against or embrace. Yeah. So, yeah. so I actually got called Squid as well, because like. So I graduated college or high school a semester early. Right. To join my the, in the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like the only new guy to the team, and they were calling me Squid because so like in Rocket Power, um, the <laughs> Nickelodeon cartoon, yeah. there's the one new kid and they call him Squid. Right. So that's what they that's what they call me Squid, and I was like, it's a pretty yeah, that's a great nickname. It's a cool though. nickname. But yeah. I was like, all right, like let's let's still like let's go let's. It's not something like you know. Like a girl is like, oh, that's squid over there. But yeah, because <laughs> he's so handsy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The guy can't control his limbs. Squid over here. Check out that ink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I was like, okay, squid. You know, it's like kind of a cool one to have. But I'm like, all right, let's. Uh, I'm trying to transition to something else. So I was like call me Toph and they still my college, it. my college buddies still call me Toph like mm-hmm. my uh, my best friend from college uh, one of my teammates is actually getting married um, the same day we play at Cincinnati Labor Day why get but, married on Memorial Day weekend yeah. come on friend so uh, so I obviously can't go to the wedding sure but we had his bachelor party here in Louisville a couple now of, you're talking uh, where'd you guys go after Richmond so they came here nice we had an Airbnb downtown went on 4th Street did some flying axes um, Very cool. Yeah. So it was fun, uh, but they all call me Toph still. Okay. And like my brother calls me Toph, and like. What do you want your nickname to be? Like we will call, it, pick a name, and we will, and we, we will, will call you that from now yeah. on. Andy is already on a mission to change a two-goal game from a player from being called a brace to being called a forked lightning. Yeah. Because I don't understand what why brace. Like why? Is, where does that term come from? I mean, I think that's something that's. Googleable? Uh, like, sure. no, 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 no. Hastily performed in... internet research is not our strong yeah, suit. I'm not okay. doing that. I'm not doing that. I, like, I want to call it something cool. But we yeah. are happy to hop on the uh, create an extra nickname for Sean bandwagon. Even drive the bus. Yeah. You like what he wants to call you? I mean, I'm I'm open. I'm open. To Dragon. Like, you know, I, we could. <laughs> it's we a little could... generic, man. I know. I'm we'll just I'm just I'm just spitballing here. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah, you can. Uh, you know. Whatever we Crowd, think is necessary, I'll say I'll say that uh, frequently that sort of thing comes from a style of play or from a yeah, specific yeah. Uh, attribute that somebody has out on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, 
our frequent collaborator and co-host here on the uh, In the House podcast, David O'Connell, makes no bones about the fact that you're his favorite player and you're his favorite player by a lot. Yeah, and uh, I have a hunch that like pitch a tent by a lot. because he'd like to go camping with you. Would you camp with you? Would could you blame him? Because he'd like to go camping. That's all. Um, and uh, he's often compared your style of play to like a controlled bull, is what he always says. He thinks that he likes uh, your physical, your physicality on the ball, and that you're not always bigger than the strikers you're playing up against a lot of the times, yeah. and uh, you're not always as in zero ways calling you not fast but you're not always as fast as the wingers that you're playing against and so it's a lot of positioning and With it's a lot said, of strength so we had a we had a team ranking now on, we're talking yeah here we go this we is the good stuff some, uh so we had like some like we have like locker room banter you know sure um and speedy was saying he's like oh i could take anybody in a 60 yard race so like you know mid mid to end line yeah i can take anybody and we all obviously called him out that is bullshit <laughs> right because you know his name might be speedy but you know it always seems like it's maybe more point to point than straight line speed you know it's more of a nickname than actuality you know (laughs) right um i'm sure when he was 12 he was faster than absolutely everybody yeah so we had uh for a while for like two weeks we had uh a ranking system like on the board of who was the fastest nice and uh i'll let you know i was number three number three That's fantastic! How many people participated before we uh, before we start bragging on it? Everyone, everybody. Damn. Now I won't ask who was last because nobody wants to know that. Yeah. Who was second to last? Uh, I'm trying to think. All I know, we gave so Nia was last. He's <laughs> <laughs> gonna say it. Uh, Nia I think. Was last. I think we actually had we had some staff that were had Nia. Wow. Did I bet Coach O'Connor did fine. No, no, no. So it wasn't an actual race. Sure. It was just like timing. You know, Rare. No, no, it wasn't even timed. It was just like what we think. Oh, okay. And then oh. We, had, we had a couple races to like move up and down, but they're like one-on-one races. Nice. Did you have to battle anybody head to head? Yeah. No one wanted to race number three. So. <laughs> no one wants a piece of number but three. Was there a we, consensus number one? Uh, Omi. Really? Yeah, yeah. So That's he, not shocking. So he was, and then Luke was number two. Oh, wow. Um, but we had, shocking. we did, uh, like, kind of like 40 times. Like, he wasn't actual timed. Okay. We did 40s in preseason. Okay. And we were kind of grouped up in groups. Sure. I, I killed my group. <laughs> just, just embarrassing people? He, uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. I, I, see, like. You know, see, it's I, a, lot, a lot of power, a lot of power. Yeah, well, that's, I think that's the real, what I, what I was really aiming at in the first place is that your lower body always seems like you've got yourself in the right positioning and you've always got yourself explosive mm-hmm. is sort of the ter- word that comes to our mind and the word that David has specifically used about the fact that a lot of times when you're going through the ball, you go through the ball. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I imagine it's a lot of the same fast twitch muscles for uh, straight line speed that are yeah. required for that. Yeah, and that's why me and Ilya coach speed and agility training that's awesome so we do speed and agility training so if you're trying to be like the number three fastest on the team you got to come get speed agility training with me so if anybody out there is in fact trying to uh to raise their speed and agility andy i can tell already is thinking about it i'm thinking about it my speed my speed and agility went out the window about 40 pounds and 15 years ago but but i feel like if you could put your body into it if I got my momentum going. downhill, yeah. So like I, I have a, I have a large head, so I'm like, I think that's part of it. You know, you just get lean it, it, you get it yeah. leaning forward and <laughs> let gravity do the work. That's 
I, I, we could legitimately do a full hour, and I wouldn't even feel bad just talking about how, how those rankings had turned out. Yeah. I, would, yeah. I wouldn't even regret it for a second, no. yeah. because that's the, that's the sort of thing. I remember there was a show about uh, the NFL that was on ESPN for a while. Yeah. Uh, it was like Game Breakers or something like that. Yeah, it was a yeah, terrible soap opera show. Yeah. But they had two guys racing a 40 against each other, and the NFL guy said, that would never happen. Nobody ever does that in practice. That's all bull. If I was a professional athlete, I would race people all the time. That's oh. all I would do. I would see people at the mall, and I'd be like, hey, you want to race? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, let's race for it. <laughs> you, I'll pick up the bill if you can beat me. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like the, it's like the when they say that like the Olympics, every Olympic sport should have like a normal person do it just so people can get like yeah. a baseline of what, <laughs> what could you do if you were out there right now? How long would it take you to do that? Well, that's awesome that you guys have those kinds of conversations because yeah. that's yeah. I think that humanizes you guys a little bit because it's one of those things where when you're up in the stands and you're watching the game, it's it's easy to forget that you were dealing with you know real people, people. Yeah. who are just like us except Light better. People. So one thing that, that that is fun about having a team is that you have all the banter. Like you have like that's one of the things that um, there's moments in the games obviously that you remember, but like a lot of times you remember like people that you're with the good times you have who right like, now is the most savage on your team like when like justin and trash talking to Andy, like who has the the best one-liners the best comebacks but like who is the who is the one that when they say something you're just like damn i think like we have like certain players that are, like for like you know we'll get on each other and certain but i don't know if there's necessarily one player you know greg, greg likes to throw a lot of a lot of shots okay all right but a lot of times it's just like you know it's, it's just trying to like poke fun and right trying to throw out some bait trying to see if you're gonna jump on we'll see and that's fun to hear too because we in scouse's house are obviously for a good chunk of the game right back there with yeah. greg and uh while greg is a phenomenal keeper and is always a great sport with us and is always yeah. super gracious on the field, it doesn't seem like he is uh, the funniest human being on yeah. earth. He is—he's uh, a little he's scary. A stone cold like, I wouldn't want to like talk to him. Like, excuse me, especially sir. now that he doesn't have a man bun. Yeah, like, he was <laughs> way easier to deal with with yeah, the man bun. Way less. Yeah, than now he's more streamlined and he looks more dangerous. Yeah, so it's. Yeah. Did you guys? Did did he consult you guys before cutting that off? No, he just he just did it. He just showed up and. Was everybody just, shocked and appalled? No, we were just glad. Really? No. Really? Uh, we just what about McMahon? Yes, so we don't mind his. Okay, <laughs> just Greg's. <laughs> it was Greg's. Well, I know R- Paolo Rich, had one. Rich had one as well at the start of last year. Did he? I don't know if he actually played any games in it. I was gonna say I don't in, remember it. In preseason, he had it because <laughs> I think he had it through college, and we we're like, like you got to get rid of it. If somebody, if McMahon like decided to let the bun down in its glory for yeah. a game and just like pony it yeah, yeah. for a game, would they let him? So I mean, like, could he like flip it, flip it in the pe- in people's faces? Little flicks. Because when yeah. you're when you're clearing the ball out there from a from a corner whipping in, and you can both get the ball and have your hair come across yeah. your your opponent's face. Yeah, you can take out eyes with that. That's yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, and you get some if you got beads in there too. Like, oh man, you, you could, could hide like, them in there. You could hide them. Like, them. put like you tape quarters yeah, yeah. to the inside strands and just. Or like, you could go full on like Peaky Blinders and like get a little razor. Yes. Or he could just wear the hat with the razor blades in it. And McMahon's all of a sudden running out on the field and just like swatting people. It could work. <laughs> did you just cut that guy? I think he did. Now, I at the Indy 11 game last week, or a week and a half ago now, I guess it was, uh, I was fortunate enough to get to meet your number one fan, 
uh, your mom was at the game and uh, came over and introduced herself and was yeah. uh, unbelievably gracious to all the fans and uh, really sweet and also very fond of you. Uh, my understanding is that uh, your parents come to a lot of the games. Is that right? Yes. I mean, they, they've, like, since it's always been like that my whole life, um, but they really, like, have made a point to so they, they're from Chicago um, it's about a six hour drive um, I think last year they missed two home games God, that's, that's awesome impressive. that's commitment do they um, want to stand with us in Scats's house the, they my see that gets an interesting thing my dad is very superstitious so like he is always like moving around in the stadium and like depending on where he sits in the stadium he'll either return there again mm -hmm. if or, it's gone well so it's kind of his thing is like the mojo of the game and he right says yeah the feng like, shui yeah. he's like Oh, I get, like something will be not going well, and he'll take responsibility for it not going well. <laughs> my bad. And he's like, I gotta change the mojo, and he'll move somewhere else. So usually my mom sits around midfield, um, like where, where her tickets are. Um, but then my dad's just like everywhere, wandering, All right. depending on how the game's going, because he he does a direct effect on how we play. Uh, absolutely. Uh, honest to God, I feel the exact same way, but only during away games. Yeah. During home games, I have to stand in my one spot mm -hmm. behind the uh, right goal post, but yeah. uh, for away games, I absolutely will change where I'm at in my family room based on how we're performing because yeah. it's obviously my fault. Mm -hmm. I don't see any other way to look at it. See, and we really appreciate the personal accountability. You yeah. Know? Like, really take the ownership we're, on yourself. We're a community. I All right. We, yeah. yeah. I still feel bad about a game from the first season that uh, we ended up losing, and I'm certain it was because I had a large group of people over and I couldn't get them to move, so I was stuck in the one spot, and yeah. uh, they lost, and it was my fault. Yeah, it's kind of selfish, to be honest. God. I really am. <laughs> I feel terrible about that. It was probably the team song. Sean doesn't pull punches. <laughs> what is your problem? <laughs> How could you do that to us? Uh, although at the time, you probably played for Rochester, so yeah. it was uh, probably your fault and not mine. You know, I was, I was fine with it at that point. <laughs> at the time. But now you're city till you yeah, die, of course. Exactly. So. Yeah, I mean, that's, and part of it too is like that because it's, my parents would come to games in Rochester. I was a little bit farther, like it was about eight and a half hours. Um, and there's times too, like my mom was like, my mom and dad were driving past, like leaving my grandma who lives near the airport in Chicago and uh, was like, oh, Sean plays tomorrow. Let's just, they literally had like, no, nothing on them. Just went to the airport, parked the car, got on a plane. Like went to the airport. And I'm like, where is the next plane to Rochester? Do Hopped they even fly to Rochester? Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. So they just like flew in and uh, uh, on a spur of a moment. That's so, awesome. Like, God. That's that's yeah. that's quality parenting right there. Yeah. Now you've got several siblings. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so I got an older sister and then two younger brothers. So those are the ones who are missing out. While your yeah. parents are flying all over the country to watch you play soccer, they're yeah. just sitting at home going. Don't you love us too? Yeah, exactly. Those are the those are the unfortunate siblings. Yeah. Well, see, for them, it's like I know my parents work so hard and they've worked sure. so hard, and they own a family business, uh, general contracting. Um, that my both my younger brothers will be working for here shortly. Um, that they did so much for me so that I could play for any of the teams I wanted to and give me any opportunity I wanted. For them to be able to have an opportunity to come down to Louisville, and they've had such a good time meeting the people here mm -hmm. that it's like there's times I swear I don't even see them because they're like they have their own friends here that they come and see. <laughs> they've got their own social circle. We're pretty awesome. Yeah. People in Louisville, we're pretty great. Yeah, and apparently so. <laughs> My parents, they'll come. There was one of the games last year where I was like, hey, sorry, uh, you know, I, I don't have time after the game doing something. They're like, oh, 
we didn't have time to hang out. You know, they're like, <laughs> we we're, hanging stuff out, going. we're hanging out with our friends. Like, pretty busy social schedule, yeah, John. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Next time you're in Louisville, let's make sure I can schedule in myself in. See, see if I can get a spot on your agenda. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I want to credit C Barger 502 on Twitter for asking that question uh, or wanting us to talk about uh, yeah. your family coming to the games. And then the other Twitter question that uh, was presented was, and it should have brought up when we were talking about who the jokesters on the team were, but uh, something along the lines from Squawk City about uh, who on the team could best be described as having chicken legs. Chicken legs. Well, that's just mean. It is mean. It's mean. I mean, there's an obvious one right now, <laughs> just because he hasn't, he, so Richard's been hurt for a little bit. Laid up. So he's yeah. been on crutches, so obviously, he was on crutches. He's Those are thinning back. out. So the legs thinned out a little bit. Understood. Um, but other than that, I don't know. There's a... Uh, I definitely think Mark had chicken legs. He did. Still <laughs> does, frankly, but he has chicken legs on the MLS Team of the yeah, Week. So does. we'll... Yeah, uh, he, congrats w- to we'll him. We'll allow it. Yeah, well. uh, he's, playing, he's been great. It's, uh, it's been fun to watch. Yeah. I, I said I don't have an MLS team, and uh, he's the first one of our guys to graduate to that level. We yeah. hope that all of you end up doing that. But... Sort of one at a time. We don't yeah. want to lose you all at once. Right, right, right. But uh, I've I, I picked up LAFC just to root for, just because yeah. I don't have anybody else that I cared about. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, he's. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think who else has got chicken legs. <laughs> I think Greg's got some pretty. No, no. Don't. <laughs> I think Greg's got some pretty thin legs. We're gonna. He's, he's very explosive. He is. But he, you know, he, he's. Uh, he's. He's. He's whipcord strength. Yeah, yeah. He's sort of that elastic Man, strength. Man, you know what's going to happen. Greg's going to listen to this. This this will be the one that he listens to, and next he's going to turn around to us. I think I got think I have chicken legs. Yeah. I think see, it's funny. I don't know. I think I, I see him because we, obviously we work out in the same place. Sure. Um, and I'm just saying I, I think I see him skip leg day. Oh, wow. Skipping leg day. Does he even I'm lift, bro? <laughs> there is so much shade being thrown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, No, yeah. We wouldn't mind at all. No, yeah. And say hello to the audience. Yeah, you're on our podcast right now. Say hello. Hello. All right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I had one. I'm not even going to bother with it yet. We're going to edit all this part out. But, uh, you should leave it in. I should. For a little flavor. Um. I had one last uh, little uh, tidbit that I wanted to do before uh, we give you to Andy for his uh, ultimate question. For question. And then we will uh, then we'll let you go and get some rest for tomorrow night's game and for Saturday's game and all the games following. But uh, <clears throat> were you much of a, a multi-sport athlete in high school, or did you focus on one thing at a time? Were you always soccer, soccer, soccer? Or? Yeah, so for me, I actually... Um, for high school, my first two years, I went to boarding school up in Minnesota. So I was uh, like, it was a soccer academy. I mean, it was a, essentially it was a it was a hockey school that modeled their soccer program after their hockey. Um, oh, that's so cool. Was, hmm. uh, Shattuck St. Mary's. It's like it's the number one hockey school in the country. Um, huh. A lot of high-level players went there. Like, uh, I mean, I was there when like Wayne Gretzky's son was coming through, uh, but like. Jonathan Taves. That's super cool. Uh, yeah, that is cool. Like, I was there with s- some of his brothers as well. Uh, Jonathan Taves. Sidney Crosby went there. A whole bunch of other, like... Some decent guys we might have heard yeah, of. Some decent hockey players. Yeah. Like, um, and then, like, so... Even the women's program was huge. Like, there was five women on the U.S. women's national team that just won. The, the gold, gold medal at the Olympics? That's yeah. great. I, I 
like went to school with and like hung out with. That's awesome. Were they partiers? I mean, we were like, I was like a freshman in high school. So I was just. Still though. Just, just going to school. No, I was just going to school. Understood. But so you uh, they modeled the program after their hockey program, yeah, and, and the soccer program then was also pretty effective. Yeah, soccer program was effective. A lot of, like a lot of high level. Uh, like I went to I went to high school with uh, uh, Teal Bunbury, who is a New England Revolution yeah. forward. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we were in high school together. Um, went to a lot of like good college players went there. Um, um, Couple guys went MLS, but not not too many like lasting. Sure, uh, but obviously that's difficult. For, yeah, it's not easy for anybody. School. No, um, I'm pretty sure my high school didn't have anybody who played yeah. in the MLS. <clears throat> so then I went from two years at like a an academy, like soccer, like five days a week, like it was soccer nonstop. Yeah, um, and uh, and then I went back to Oswego, uh, just like an hour, a little over an hour west of Chicago. Right, mm-hmm. um, and played public school soccer like during the fall um and we actually had my uh never played any other sports okay i i th- talked about playing kicker for the football team right but i i talked about it with another guy who was another soccer player and he went to the coach the football coach like the day before me and was like oh do you need a kicker and he got on the team and i was like jerk i was like all right well that's out i was like i'll just play soccer then yeah I'll focus on this while yeah. you're wasting your time yeah. uh, with a bunch of guys who don't respect you. Yeah, no one. Yeah, I feel like kickers, you you get you either get like ten minutes of glory, yeah, or, or just a lifetime of disappointment and like, shame and just like being made fun of. Yeah. So obviously you played a ton of soccer at high school. You went on to NIU and had a really successful career. We've talked about your professional career. At what point in the process, from the time you were, you know four years old and first kicked a ball to the time uh, that you uh, signed your first professional contract, at what point did you go, you know what, I can, I, I can make a living at this. I, I can do this professionally. Uh, I don't know if that, what, exact, what exactly it was. Um, I knew like definitely my junior and senior year, that's what my goal was. Mm. It was a little tough because um, like my school never sent, any, sent anyone to professional ranks. right. And uh, never, no one's ever got drafted there from there still. Wow. Um, so I knew it was going to be difficult. Uh, but I had some friends who played in like some Scandinavian countries and stuff. Um, and you know, I didn't know necessarily what their mo- money they were making. But that was a side note. You know, it's always been like if I'm if I'm playing soccer, and I'm taking care of that. Self-sufficient. Then you're right. done. Yeah. Then you know, what else do I need? Well, that's uh, a heck of an accomplishment, and uh, everybody at Louisville is super amped that you're playing with us and that uh, we hope that you either move on to enormous success elsewhere or that you stay with us for the next 15 years and uh, <laughs> lead, uh, lead us to MLS glory in yeah. our 12 years from now when we go up. So. Yeah, well, uh, that's one thing, you know, a center back got a long life, so. They yep. do. You could, be, yep. uh, you could be the, you know, the Rio Ferdinand of, uh, of LCFC play for yeah. us for yeah. 100 years. So I mean, I, I really do, like, and part of it is is because my parents and, like, what it's meant for my family to be able to be a part of the organization mm-hmm. um, is it, it means a lot for me because, like, it's it, them being able to have a good experience makes it that much better of an experience for me. Sure. Um, and, uh, obviously, we've had success and a good group of guys and growing to really like the Louisville community. That's fantastic. Nice. Yeah. All right, I'm going to hand you over now. Oh, to man. Uh, his hands are not gentle, so... Uh, I mean, they're firm. Yeah. 
but you know, I'll step aside. Gentle. Okay. The question. Yeah. If you had to pick a movie from the last two decades, any movie from the last two decades okay. that you thought was the perfect metaphor for our championship season, what would it be, and why? See, what are the thing like movies? Um, the last two decades, I, uh, you know, it felt like, uh, you know, we had like a. There was so many really good players that I think were un- underrated last year. Undeniable. Yep. Like because we have had good team success, and like our goals are spread out, team other teams didn't another other uh, the league and everyone didn't necessarily give individuals credit that they deserve. Absolutely. Um, Easy to overlook individual success when everybody's playing well. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I would say. Uh, I don't know. It almost felt like a like a superhero movie. So I'd almost say like you had a group of like like Avengers almost, where you're like that's super easy. Yeah, that's great. You have, no, I love it. You have a different ca- like a different group of guys who have different sets of skills. You know, you have you have some guys who uh, maybe a little more tactical. Some other guys doing some like some running. Some other guys who were in the back. Hulk smashing people. Which They're, Avenger are you? I'm thinking I'm the Hulk. And he thinks he's the Hulk, and I, I got no problem with that. No, that's your nickname now. Now I there it is. See, one thing that I do like, I uh, that I, I had, and it was like I try to tell myself, um, is that uh, like kind of having like good personal self talk, is that when I go out there and like my dad, my dad will say it to me now, um, and it said to me for a little bit of time that like when I go out there. Like my mentality is like go out there and be a beast, and like that's, like that's what I try to that's what I try to tell myself that I'm going out here, and I'm gonna show them that I'm a I'm a beast and that you don't want you don't want to fuck with me, and like that's love it yeah that's, that's what I try to go out. I think having an image in your head of the kind of, uh, of force you want to be out on the field yeah. is is a big part of the battle. The mentality you bring out there as much as the physical skills you bring. Yeah, and like I think going out there and like imposing imposing my will and like being that like and it's a real you get a real everyone gets a vivid image of like you go out there and you're gonna be a beast like you know you yeah. know what that you know what that looks like right so that's something that I know that when I'm going out there and I'm thinking of that and I can and I can if I can do that out there then, then I'm doing my job and I'm helping us do as much as we can to win I love it. God, that was a great answer. That was a really that good answer. That was an amazing answer. I feel bad for everybody else who's got to answer that question. Now. Yeah. It was way better than Snow Dogs 2. Way better than Snow and Dogs 2. You said too. Snow Dogs 2. I did. He did. Oh, okay. As a joke. But I don't so, think you were joking. Uh-huh. I don't think you were joking. And then uh, Scott Stewart last week uh, gave us Moneyball, saying that uh, it was maybe not a team that everybody would have constructed, but that once you saw it put together, it was yeah. you know, obvious how talented yeah. they were and how yeah. it was such a good fit for the community well, they, they the never actually won in the end Moneyball. that's what i said I, I gave him the same grief but uh it made sense where he was going with it they did win 20 straight games that's that's good enough for it's good enough for something well i mean the thing is is like we spoke we speak about even after these two losses is that you know obviously we want to we want to win every game but mm-hmm. we could care less if we won every single game that it's not if we lose these last these last two games and we learn from it and it allows us to go and be successful at the end of the season. Then we'd rather lose now and be successful then than be 
undefeated throughout the season and then not have success in the playoffs. No, yeah. That's a great attitude. Sean, I really appreciate you coming on tonight. We've kept you way past any appropriate bedtime We're for, so a, sorry. for a game night. But uh, I've got can... a case of beer in my car. You just go get messed up, man. Let's go get no. weird. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, all right. So, <laughs> so we'll, uh, if, if Sean looks a little worse for wear tomorrow night in the U.S. Open Cup match, we take full responsibility. But seriously, Hulk, it's been a pleasure. You're thanks, Hulk now, man. Thanks so much Listen for coming on. Listen to Scouse's house, screaming <laughs> Hulk at you. It's us. We've appreciated it a lot. We've learned a lot about you. And uh, you've got a whole bunch of fans back in uh, the best seats in the house. So thanks again very much for coming on. Yeah. yeah, my pleasure. I'll see you in uh, tomorrow. I'll probably have a green, green skin. We'll be there. Oh my God. That'll be amazing. That'll be perfect. Thanks again, Sean. We really appreciate it. Could not have been more fun yeah. talking. Dude is awesome. Yeah, he was. He was a real riot. Uh, I won't say that we kept him for another hour after the interview, still pelting him with questions. <laughs> but we totally kept him for another hour, pelting yeah. him with more questions. He's the Hulk. That's his new nickname now. I'm I, I'm completely down with uh, him Hulk smashing out. Yeah. Uh, I know that uh, David O'Connell, wherever you are, would have really enjoyed getting to be there for that interview. He's a huge Tosh fan, huge Tosh even fan. bigger than ourselves, and yeah. we we really like that guy. Yeah. Uh, awesome interview. Couldn't have been kinder to give us that much time and uh, that much of Those his personality. Are yeah, Those shoes are pretty sweet. I, I posted them on the Twitter. I hope that you all check them out because they are they are some cool shoes. You can Man. see them at uh, the Yeard uh, on Twitter, and uh, they are some pretty cool shoes. Uh, they uh, hopefully will bring many goals, many defended plays, and uh, much awesome because they are. Uh, another shout out to Soulcraft for making those. I'm gonna yeah. have to get me a pair. Maybe not exactly like that, but close. You should. Maybe exactly. I wonder if they could do dress shoes like that for me for work. Sure, that would be that would be sick. Um, we are going to jump into a, abbreviated versions of purple stuff and banter to close us out tonight. More of a shot of shot of purple. Stuff. Yeah, here comes a here comes a little shot, a five hour energy of purple stuff. And uh, the first thing we want to say is that uh, the U.S. Open Cup draw for the next round has been solidified. Nobody's looking past this game, but we know that if we were to Find a way to beat the Rough Riders tomorrow night. We would be facing off against St. Louis, uh, also at home in a renewal of the Kings Cup rivalry. And that would be if St. Louis also found a way to beat Duluth. So uh, it's possible that you'll see a Long Island Rough Riders versus Duluth matchup. I'm not counting any chickens. No. But uh, there's a good chance that you'll see St. Louis coming to us to play at Lynn Stadium, and we'll have all the ticket details and times like that as we uh, get closer to the date, if it were to occur. Uh, so that's that's purple stuff, numero uno. Um, numero dos is uh, I wanted to talk to throw a plug for uh, Tosh and uh, Ilya coaching speed and agility. Yeah. Uh, they mentioned it in the podcast, but really uh, I've been reading some good stuff online about the 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 training that they offer if you guys uh, are in the market or you've coached some teams or anything like that please check them out because uh, those guys do good work that's, and yeah. and it is a special thing for a kid to get to work with uh, somebody that they can look up to on the field so. yeah where he, when he talks about it in the interview is awesome yeah the way he puts it is awesome i agree so please check that out it's completely worthwhile mm. uh 
I think that's all I got that's for it. purple stuff. We're going to super abbreviate it yeah. because let's let the Tosh interview stand as much on its own as possible. Our banter is only about how great how it was great getting to talk was, to him. Yeah. And I wanted to say that, you know, we've done three defensemen so far. Yeah. It's Alexi and then Paco. Paco. And now uh, we've met with Sean. I, I hope that our next one is going to be uh, McMahon now. I had originally planned on jumping around the field and yeah. interviewing people who were uh, particularly relevant at that time period, but now I really want to. I want to. I want to cover the back line. Yeah. Uh, so if we can get uh, McMahon on here next, that would be awesome. What do, you, what do you think we can make our way through the through the whole team? Uh, I doubt we can do it in this season, doing one player a month. But uh, no, you have to up it. Well, we'll uh, we'll see how we much know we know people. We gotta up it. We'll see how much we can intrude upon Lou City's season and uh, their gracious uh, willingness to meet with two random dudes. Don't they know our show's a big deal? They should know. If they to don't, they're gonna people. find out. <laughs> if they don't yet know, they will find out. Um, it, it's been really great getting to host this show. Uh, it's been fun talking soccer with mm-hmm. Andy, with our guests. Uh, I've really enjoyed it, and uh, getting to know the players a little bit more personally has been a real honor. Oh, yeah. And Sean highlighted that for us very well today. I'm still kind of amazed when we find out that we're going to get a player. Like, what yeah. it is. Like, I know that we're going to get a player, but, like, when it happens, I'm very, like, oh, man. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, got a, I, got a, I got a very nervous text message from uh, Andy right before yeah, the show I was saying. legit nervous. I was like, oh, man. But I hope I don't sound like an idiot. I sounded like an idiot. You and were I'm great. Fine. You had your best interview yet. I didn't ask him the the short corner or the long corner question. Did it, you not? I did not. We, it was fine because it was still like a really good interview. Sure. We talked about it in the pre-interview. We did. About uh, the fact that you feel like there's been a lot of short corners yeah, this season. I and, do, man. And uh, I have always been a vocal opponent of the short corner, I feel like it's worked like four times in the history of soccer. Yeah, I get the logic behind it. Sure, I get it, but I don't know. There's something about the the, the melee of the long corner that's like. Yeah, yeah, I think you know they they frequently call it uh, throwing it into the meat grinder. Yeah, that uh, if you just whip a ball into the six yard box and just find out. I mean, you never know what's going to happen when it lands down there. Maybe it gets cleared perfectly on an easy header or uh, whatever. But uh, sometimes it just falls into the box, and then who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. There's some chaos to that, and uh, frequently turns into good stuff for your mm-hmm. guys. Worst case scenario is they clear it out, and that's, you know, that's the worst case scenario always. Yeah. So the good scenarios always make that fun. Mm-hmm. I do, on the, note, on the topic of corner kicks, though, want to put out into the world that I love when uh, it's – when we have a corner, the chanting from the team mm-hmm. or from the fan sections, I am I'm fed up. I'm tired of when you say cancer, we say research. We haven't done the cancer research co- corners for cancer since the first year. No, that's not what our corner kicks are sponsored by anymore. No. I no longer find it relevant. I am still opposed to cancer, right? But I am also opposed to the uh, to the chant. I do love when they do the when you say Joey, we say Cecil. Uh, when we're supporting Joey, and uh, who yeah. is uh, a great friend of Scouse's house, is an awesome supporter and a uh, knowledgeable fan, and uh, we are all rooting for him every day in yeah. terms of uh, his recovery. I'm down with that because that's topical, but uh, I, I encourage us to come up with a, uh, a tertiary or third good 
chant during corner kicks because uh, when you say cancer, we say research is it's it's past its expiration date as far as I am concerned. Yeah. Uh, I agree. And so uh, you know, put it through your noggins. Try to come up with something good. Come come up with something new. And we'll uh, we'll chant it along with you. If you want it to have something to do with Sean Tosh, aka the Hulk. The Hulk. If you want to, you know, when you say Hulk, we say Smash. I'm down with that. But uh, that's so good. It's pretty good. That's, did you just make that up? I did. Well, I mean, I didn't I mean, come up with Hulk, Hulk Smash, Smash but no. like, I feel like that was a that was a Stan Lee thing. Popped in there. It was. Yeah. So no, I didn't come up with it, but. I'm pretty pleased. With yeah, I'm impressed. We'll maybe we'll give it a whirl at the Open Cup match tomorrow night. When you say Hulk, we say Smash. I like it. Yeah, I'm with you. We'll see what we got. I mean, we might be the only two people doing it. Oh, and the only ones who get it. Yeah. So, especially if we don't get this thing published for tomorrow. Yeah, I know. But he'll appreciate it. He will. All right. Uh, that's been banter. We've bantered a little bit. A little bit about corners, a little bit about interviews. I mean, there was banter. It was a good yeah. mishmash. And especially for the time limits we're working within here. Yeah. We hope that we haven't uh, gone too long. I haven't done the math on interview plus show, no, but uh, even time this I time. feel like I feel like we uh, condensed our portion of the show admirably. Yes. Um, the the Cliff's Notes version is nobody likes losing. I hope we stop. I think we'll stop. I think we'll stop. And uh, also, Sean Tosh is a badass. That's the Cliff Notes. That's it. All right. Really glad that you all joined us for the show. Hope that we see you at two matches this week. And uh, as always, Go City!